everybody hates CRMs and why is that? Because none of them really helps you sell and if you want them to help you sell, you have a whole lot of work filling them out. Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library. And today I have a guest on, and this is a part of every business as you're thinking about scaling that you should really, really consider. And it's a CRM system. Now, what I liked about when I connected with him on LinkedIn is talked about making CRM human because a lot of times, you know, CRM systems, people are using them to where people just become a number in their system. But when you start to humanize it and you start to bring it back, that's where your business can be more effective. So I want to welcome to the show, Jeroen Kortau. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, before we jump into you know, the details of your business, can you tell us a little bit about your background before starting this business? Um, so my background before starting this business is, is quite varied. Um, I studied engineering, ended up uh, specializing in biomedical things, so biomedical engineering. I did business school, then I ended up working as a, uh, in marketing in a pharma company, combining these two things, you know. Uh, then I actually uh, switched to one of my former loves was uh, building websites, more or less, because I, I went into a, a consultancy that helped uh, pharma companies to go digital in all aspects. Um, then I had a series of different projects, which you can hardly des uh, describe as uh, startups uh, because uh, they all failed very early. Um, and then Salesforce, well, there, there was some stuff in between. But, you know. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, one of the things that I always find interesting is, you know, successful entrepreneurs have this tendency of like, even when they've started an idea and it doesn't do well, it's like they don't give up. They come back, they learn from that. You know, what was it that kind of fueled you to keep trying new things? Oh, I always I always wanted I like, let's say I, I, I started getting sort of the feel for uh, running my own business when I was 15, 16 or so. I was I was building websites. And I felt like, wow, I'm really creating stuff here and I'm, I'm doing something nice for other people. I'm getting rewarded for it. Um, so that was, that, was, that was such a great experience that from then on, I sort of knew that I wanted to have my own business one day. Um, then I went studying engineering because well, I had to study something, right? And I was, I was always raised to study engineering. My, my dad is sort of a hardcore engineer, always used to lead uh, research organizations, uh, mostly at a company called Philips. Um, and from there on, well, I'm going to skip a lot of stuff. Um, I forgot the question now. Oh, uh, what keeps me going, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just really like building stuff. And in a big company, it's very hard to build something um, because everybody sort of decides for you what you have to do. And, and you can't really build up something big. And if you're a consultant, it's, it's uh, yeah, you're often making nice stuff, but it's, it's quick. Like you do a project for a customer. Uh, you, you cannot put your whole heart in it because if the customer is happy, then, then it's good, right? You don't have to go further than that. Uh, also, it, it would be stupid because you only get paid for a certain amount. <laughs> and, um, so in, in, in all these places, like I, I used to work in a, in a corporate called Baxter, uh, it's a huge uh, U.S. farm company, 
And then um, I, I worked in, in consulting for a while. I never really felt complete. There was always something missing. And it's just now that, uh, that I'm, I'm running Selfware for the past almost, almost seven years. Um, it's really like we're, 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 we're always building up things like we're, we're building up a product, uh, we're building up a customer base, customers are happy with the product. We're building up a team that, that, that makes sure that product is there and that the customers are happy. Uh, we're building up um, marketing and traffic. We're building up a brand. You know, it's it's really nice to be able to work on something and see it grow. Um, and and I think that's sort of what, what keeps me going here. Awesome, awesome. So with an experience of trying so many different things and working in so many different areas and adjusting, you know, what was it about you know CRMs that really attracted your attention to say, hey, this is what we want to spend our time on next. Yeah, so so people usually say like oh, CRM. That's uh, sort of a dumb idea to focus on that because there's already so many. Uh, but I just felt they were they were broken. Like everybody hates CRMs, and why is that? Because none of them really helps you sell. And if you want them to help you sell, you, you have a whole lot of work filling them out, uh, and, and nobody can keep up with the amount of work that these CRMs expect you to. Uh, to do. Uh, so you always sort of fail and the system falls apart and customers are unhappy and all the, so you, you, you try to get a CRM to set up some system for you uh, to sell more consistently, to have happy customers to sell more, but it, it just never works. And um, well, what we saw is that a lot of that is because one, there's a lot of data input needed. Uh, and two, because systems are often, um, they have somehow switched at some point from their basic um, uh, purpose of helping you do your sales follow-up to something that does all kinds of other stuff, but nothing really, uh, and is sold to management rather than to people who actually use it. Um, and it's these two things together that made us start Salesforce um, because at some point we saw like, hey, we can actually change this because uh, this data input we figured is not really needed because a lot of the data input we saw that you do in a CRM system is actually stuff like data that is already in another system. So it's done that you go in one system and send an email and then go into CRM and log that you sent an email uh, or same with meetings, let's say your calendar calls, those are in your phone or your, your phone system, whatever. Um, and then you have some email tracking tool that is separate and some web tracking thing that is separate. And there's um, stuff in company databases that that's people sometimes import, but you, you can actually uh, call it through an API, right? You can just pull it from somewhere. And we figured that if we just build a system that pulls up these, all of these things automatically for you, um, then that would be an awesome system. So. <laughs> Uh, even if it was in the CRM space, uh, we just figured we could, we could make a difference and, and, we, and we went for that. Um, and we're still sort of working uh, on that mission, but a bit bit further now as well. So because we, we automated the essence of the CRM, sort of that data tracking, mm -hmm. um, we can also build on that. So uh, you, can, you can filter through your uh, data in all kinds of ways, but you can also like build triggers on that or use it to build audiences that then get automated emails. Uh, you know, it, it starts becoming more than just 
the the data automation becomes real real sales automation. Gotcha. Now that makes a lot of sense because I would say my background is accounting and finance, but I learned a lot more about CRMs with a tech company that I work with and I work with the sales team a lot. And, you know, when I saw the amount of work that went into the CRM where <laughs> we literally had to hire someone to be the CRM manager um, to where that person had to make sure everybody was inputting the data. And if people didn't input the data properly, when you'd run reports, it's just like this data doesn't tell us anything. Like, how are we going to make decisions? So I think being able to have that more automated, actually, like I said, makes your CRM more useful. Yeah, um, but if you need if you need someone to manage your your CRM, then one the CRM becomes extremely expensive because you add a salary to the cost of the CRM. Secondly, a lot of people using it are not probably not only only half-assing it, like they're not really filling it out or it doesn't really help them. And a lot of it starts becoming uh, focused on making sure that management is happy with the results, but it, it's not really a practical tool that helps anyone that that uses the, the system, you know, like mm -hmm. the, the end users. Uh, and a lot of people were sort of happy with that situation. Also when in, in 2014, when we started and we did customer interviews, um, I would do a lot of those and people were like, yeah, well, you know, that's that's the way it is. You know, you cannot expect these systems to become better. And I was like, why not? Well, it's, you know, it's actually the salespeople's fault. They're lazy. You, know, just, you just force them, take away their bonus, have an assistant do some stuff. Uh, but nobody ever thought that, you know, there was improvement possible in, in, in software. People seem to have given up. I'm sure nowadays, uh, like CRMs uh, go forward much quicker and there's a sort of a revived um, belief that it can be better. But back then it was really, really awful. Gotcha, gotcha. So how is um, how can people get in touch with, you know, with your company if they want to see a demo or if they want to do business with you? What's the best way for them to get in contact with you and how can they find you on social media or online? Yeah, uh, if you if you want to learn more about Salesflare, it's on salesflare.com and, and Flare is with F-L-A-R-E. Uh, so salesflare.com. Um, there you can you can uh, read about the software. You can see the software. You can actually try it. There's a free trial. There's anywhere between uh, seven and 30 days. As you set up the software, we give you extra days on the trial because we've seen that people who set it up uh, more than others during the trial actually are more successful with the system also in, in, in the very long run and in the short term as well. Um, you can also, if you don't like uh, uh, using a system, you can also book a demo. Uh, there's, uh, we just added a few weeks ago, we added the button there. Uh, which makes that you, you get a call with us. And um, while well, we're on all the social media on the, with the sales flare, <laughs> and if you want to get in touch with me, um, just type my name into LinkedIn. There's only one person with my name. Uh, <laughs> but when you connect with me, uh, please um, add a personal message because otherwise you will disappear in a sea of spam and that's not what you want. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, before we wrap up the interview, one of the things that I always like to ask every guest that comes on is, you know, when you think about, you know, your journey with entrepreneurship and running your business, you know, what's two pieces of advice that you would share with other business owners? Oh, um, there's a lot of pieces of advice, but if I share only two, 
Is it, do, do I focus on people who are just getting started or people who are slightly more further along? Because I problems change, obviously. And yeah, what I would say is, I mean, since you've been, you know, running your business for some time, I would say let's focus on the people who are a little further along. Yeah, a little further along. Okay. Um, advice number one, I think, where people are slightly further along but not really far along, uh, still have issues with is is very often hiring. Um, Hiring decisions are some of the, the ones you can uh, have wrong the most and it has the most effect on, on the company, I would say. Um, so take them seriously. Uh, we're, we're still working on it ourselves on, on how we approach it. Uh, but we're trying to do things like a little project working together, not always easy in every role, but try to have something like that. Um, I always try, but that's because it's very important for us as a company um, to have some written text from them to see when uh, that they can actually write. It's extremely important for us because a lot of things are written, especially nowadays when we're uh, working remotely, but, but otherwise as well. We write a lot of stuff, and if it's not clear, then <laughs> it's just horrible. Um, then um, background checks, something I, I didn't... Uh, do in the past uh, sometimes and I, 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 I regret that a lot um, so two to three background checks really ask hard questions to these people that they uh, uh, recommended and, 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 and make sure that they become honest because you, I mean you always give people that like you right so um, it's always a bit biased uh, and and uh, yeah, what we also started doing is involving multiple people in the team uh, in hiring decisions, uh, not just one person or two people. Um, that just makes sure that there is a sort of an extra check. And we're also much sure about the, the culture uh, fit. But the culture fit also partly comes from like shortly working together on some, some small project. With developers, you can ask them to develop something. Um, that's... Uh, not too difficult for other people. It might, yeah, you, you need to come up with something but that you can sort of feel the collaboration because otherwise it might, might be they hire someone and then the first day they come in and you immediately feel that it's not working. But in the meantime, you hire them, right? And if you want to fire someone then again, um, in, in, in many countries, it's not uh, too easy. And mm -hmm. it comes with a lot of emotional stress as well, obviously. Gotcha, gotcha. That's advice number one. Make sure you always have cash for the next uh, six months. Uh, it's very basic advice, uh, but uh, it's easily forgotten and it can uh, get you into trouble. Always think ahead uh, financially, plan things out, make sure you never run out of cash because when you start a business, you raise some cash, uh, you make some plans and then things take longer. They always do. And it always takes more money and more time. Um, so you will always have to adapt and you'll have to find some cash somewhere or change some plans or um, so make sure to always uh, think at least six months ahead uh, there um, because many things take that amount of time uh, to make sure that uh, your, your business uh, just continues as, as, as usual. Absolutely. Well, Jeroen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing your story of your business, your background, and the advice that you share. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Talk Library. If you like our content, be sure to follow us on social media and 
If you want to see more of our exclusive content, you can subscribe and become a member on patreon.com forward slash business talk library. Hey, the business talk library is the place where business makes sense.